Good to have you. Good to have you. Bill Michael's show today. I, I, I do got to let you know, for those that may be listening over the air and maybe you pay attention on the, uh, the live stream quite a bit, no live stream today. Some technical issues, uh, really not technical issues, the, uh, the piece of equipment we used to live stream. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> when the bellman was putting the bags in the car, he dropped it. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, no! it's, it's, yeah, it's not good. So my apologies. I hope to have uh, this fixed or rigged, shall we say, by tomorrow. But I, there was no place open last night that I could go out and get the uh, the proper cords, maybe to kind of bypass some things. But until the new piece of equipment arrives, which is Wednesday night or Thursday, uh, we might be without the live stream. So, yeah, he apologized all over himself. But when he dropped it, he said, oh, that's not important, is it? I'm like, yeah, that's, that's pretty important. <laughs> that's pretty important. Packers get a win, though. That's important. Why? Because at least for a brief period of time, it keeps hope alive. Packers 28-19. They get a win over the uh, over the Chicago Bears. Held the Bears to only three points in the second half of that contest while putting up 18 of their own to get themselves a win. And as of today, now, I don't know if you saw this. Ben, did you wake up today and see the, uh, the NFL? They started posting certain things, and Sunday Night Football was posting certain things, and it said, and it, because I saw a picture of Justin Fields and the Bears and the Bears logo, and I'm like, what is this? And I looked. And it said, eliminated. The Bears have been eliminated from postseason play at the hands of the Green Bay Packers. So not only did the Packers get a win, but the Packers then eliminated eliminated the Chicago Bears in doing so. Bears, 3-10. and 10. The Rams sitting at 3-9 and nine right now. And only uh, one loss better than the Bears. And you got the Green Bay Packers still behind the Falcons, but they're tied with the Falcons. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, the Falcons win the tiebreaker over the strength of schedule, strength of victory, I should say. However, what you're doing now is you're starting to set your sights on the teams that are ahead of you. And, you know, and if by chance it can happen that the Green Bay Packers can string some wins together, they can thrust themselves back into it. I know it's not a popular subject. I get it. I declared this season over. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, it is the one of the longest of long shots for them to get into the postseason. I understand all of that. And I got people that were angry. Why are you even talking uh, about this team making it to the playoffs? They're not going to. I, I would agree with that. They're probably not going to. But you still have to bring the 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 obviousness of here's what the facts are to the broadcast. You can't just ignore it. So there's still a little bit of hope alive. How you doing today, Ben Kenny? I'm good. Happy Monday. Uh, fun weekend. Conference championship weekend delivered. Some college football craziness going on right now. But it, it was good. It was, I mean, the Bears-Packers game, like, yeah, there were things in it that kind of showed us what we've seen all season with fields running and the defense missing tackles. But to come away with the win and how they did it and another Christian Watson impressive touchdown, I, at least it's a day where we can enjoy the win, albeit the season still doesn't have much promise. I, I, I think this is right. a, it's a Monday that delivers in many ways. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh, I'm going to read you a tweet that was sent to me today, and you tell me if it's uh, – give, give me your thoughts when you hear it, okay? And everybody, everybody, you can call in and all that kind of stuff. So I had put a post out yesterday. There was uh, – 
Somebody had said, does the Commanders and the Giants tying hurt or help the Packers? And I said it really kind of hurts them because it's one less loss in that column. And there was a couple of people that said, no, it doesn't matter. It's a half a loss. No, it's not. It's if, if you come down to a team that is uh, 10, 6, and 1 versus a team that is 10 and 7, the team 10, 6, and 1 gets into the playoffs. It hurts you. It doesn't help you if you have nothing but wins and losses along the way. Oh, it's half a win. It's it's, they, a true, yeah, it's not half a loss. It's a half a win. Glass half full situation. Right. So uh, so I just said this is what it is, and you were kind of hoping that the commanders would lose because they have more losses stacked up than the, the, New, England, or the uh, New York Giants do. So if you're trying to get in to get that, that last spot, you're kind of hoping it's the commanders that fall below you then rather than the Giants because the Giants, not only do they have tiebreakers, but they've got less losses right now. So anyway. It's a whole math thing. Anyway, uh, this guy, Jason Mortensen, tweets me angrily and says, just effing stop it. It's not about the postseason. It's about the draft picks, period. What does it matter being in the middle of the road football team, and what does it get you? And this guy is a guy with the old school logo for his Twitter account, okay? I mean, the old school Green Bay Packer logo. This guy's a Packers fan, right? So I and I, I kind of thought about now this happened a little while ago, but I kind of thought about that. And I, I think most Packers fans are smart. They're realistic. They have an understanding of what it is and where it is they are right now. I get all of that. No problem. I, I understand that. However, are you to the point where you don't want to see him win. You don't want Rodgers to be successful. You want Rodgers to move on. You want to bring on the love. I mean, all of that stuff, is that where you're at? I mean, because some people seem to be. Others are like, hey, it, you know, like I said, and I, I, I'll say it again, if the Green Bay Packers should, by chance, by chance, make it into the postseason, okay? I'm just, if if it should happen, I don't think it will, but if it should happen, they got a bad Rams team coming in on for Sunday night football. Okay? That's the next game they play. They got a bye week coming up, a much needed bye week. Let's say they go away. Rogers' thumb gets really healthy. He's feeling really good. The bye week rejuvenates a few guys. They get some guys back. Suddenly Dobbs is back and all, you know, all these guys start to come back or at least this team starts to feel a little bit better about itself. You get a win over the Rams, you're not eliminated. Let's and if you watch the Dolphins and Tua, Tua looked bad yesterday against San Francisco. And Jimmy G goes down with a season-ending broken foot. That's a whole other story in the NFL. They get they. I, I can't remember the guy's name they brought in. I oh, couldn't even remember Brock Purdy. Purdy, that's it. Thank Mr. you very much, Mister Irrelevant, Iowa State yes. legend. The very last person drafted a few years back, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Went 25 of 37 for 210 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Had one pick. But you talk about a guy that stepped. Did he not look like he was, and I'm not going to use like Joe Burrow, but he just, he looked like he was in command, man. He was blowing, the, he was doing the guns with the fingers, blowing off the fingers after throwing a touchdown pass like a six-shooter. I was like, wow, this guy's Mr. Irrelevant. He comes in and just takes over for Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and not only d- does he look good, they get a pretty convincing win, 33-17 yesterday, and made Tua look bad in doing so. Now, that defense makes a lot of people look bad but because that's the number one defense in the league. 
But nevertheless, they made Tua look bad. So, okay, my point is, so let's just say you get a win. Uh, did I say Sunday night football? It's Monday night football is when they play. The next time they play is on Monday night. So I, I, let's say they get a win over the Rams. Let's say they get a win over the Dolphins. You got two games left. You you got the both of them in your division. You got the revenge factor on the Vikings, right? Vikings coming into Lambeau Field. Vikings probably won't have much to play for other than seeding at that point. Can you get the Vikings? Can you nip the Lions at home? Can you get so you would in essence be a five straight win team after the bye, getting it together. And really, in reality, probably be one of the hottest teams in football going into the postseason. Now, do I think they're going to a Super Bowl? Hell no. But you don't know what could happen. That's the best case scenario. Right? Remember when they had to win the last two? They had to beat the Giants. They had to beat the Bears to get into the postseason. And then the Bears said, oh, yeah, we let you win. But they really didn't. Now, don't get me wrong. Charles Woodson's not walking through that door. Cullen Jenkins ain't walking through that door. Ryan Pickett, B.J. Raji, Clay Matthews, you know, uh, A.J. Hawk in his heyday, Nick Collins, they're not walking through that door. I get it. This is still a Joe Barry-led defense. But you never know. Maybe they get hot at the right time and at least give us a little more enjoyment. And as Dan just puts it, sending me an email, says, "Can, can you please stop? We want a high draft choice, and it's time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Why in the F don't you get that? Well, first of all, I don't think you're moving on from Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is going to be around next year. I, I really kind of believe that. I shouldn't say I kind of. I really believe that. I could end up being wrong. Something could happen. They could trade him away. Who knows? But I believe that. And let me ask you this. What is the necessity for fans to see Jordan Love? Don't you think... Behind closed doors, they know what they have in Jordan Love. Two series does not a career make. I don't know if he's good or bad. They know if he's good or bad. Certainly you'd like to see maybe something out of him. I still think you're going to get that opportunity. But while there's a possibility, don't you want to just hang on a little bit? Or is it so much so that if you're not going to win a Super Bowl, to hell with it. I don't want I don't want to be there. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Where are you on that spectrum right now? Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to find us uh, over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels over on the Facebook fan page, go to Facebook.com, and you can hit us up there at The Bill Michaels Show. And again, I apologize, no live stream today. We're going to try to get it back hopefully by tomorrow, but uh, it could possibly be as late as Thursday before it comes back. But we'll get it back. Don't worry. I mean, I can put the video up, but there's really not much to hear. You know what I'm saying? So there you go. But give us a shout. Uh, I would love to know where you're kind of at, what your thought process is right now in all of this, thinking in all of this. Uh, so then you've also got, uh, boy, a lot of broken news coming out about Jim Leonard. You heard that Graham Mertz is going into the transfer portal. I'll pause for a minute while a lot of people have Badgers fans kind of cheer. 
Okay, there we go. Uh, so he's going to the transfer portal. Luke Fickle doesn't know to what depth he is going to be coaching in the bowl game, but he's going to be coaching a bowl game. You saw the upsets, USC and such. You saw the upsets over the weekend. Ben, did you have a good college football weekend? Oh, uh, it, it always delivers. That's always one of my favorite weekends. And I did pick Utah. I did pick K-State. We, so. did, we did pick Utah. Yes, it was it was awesome to see a soft, like Charmin soft USC defense get shredded. And mm-hmm. now all that makes me think about is, okay, USC comes to Madison late November. Uh, Wisconsin's got a tough team, and USC just gets absolutely pounded into the ground because they're soft. Right. That's what I was thinking about. But, yes, it was, it was amazing. I think the playoff committee got it right, and I'm excited for bowl season. I so wanted – so did you, by the way, did you see, I mean, I didn't get a chance to hear it live because I know they were doing it yesterday when we were, we were on the air. Did, did you hear Nick Saban kind of pleading to get in? Oh, during every game. It, it was such an abomination. He even came on during halftime of the Big Ten Championship on Fox campaigning as an SEC guy. I, I cannot believe Fox let, I, let him do that. Yeah. And it, it was a joke. I, the arguments he was making were poor, but... I, this points to the 12-team playoff. He'll make it anyway in those years, and then they'll be good, and they'll win. Yeah. And it stinks. It was uh, – it was, I, and I do give you credit. You picked K-State. You said K-State will upset TCU. I did give you credit there. Uh, I thought it would be interesting. I didn't know Clemson had that in them. Uh, Clemson did a hell of a job beating up on North Carolina. Uh, I even sat down uh, and watched the American Athletic Conference Championship. Yes. We were out on Saturday night. Uh, I even watched that. Tulane. We had a great time Saturday, by the way. And if you haven't seen the pictures already, I highly recommend it. Go over to the Facebook fan page. Uh, we had such a great time. They had a pop-up Christmas bar. And it's called the uh, it's the, called the Nutcracker Pop-up Bar and Hotel. And oh my God, it was the it was the old Mike Ditka Steakhouse, which did not survive COVID. So the steakhouse has been empty, and all the all the furniture was gone. There's nothing left in it, but the wall decor is still there. What they did was, and I don't even know, they did it with staples and, and strings of lights. They put in, they must have put in a million lights in an upstairs, downstairs, like a three-room area. And it's just blasting, thumping club Christmas music. Uh, this chef gives like charcuterie boards of different cheeses and meats and such. And then a donut and cookie charcuterie board. They have all these different uh, special cocktails of peppermint drinks and eggnog drinks and hot chocolate drinks and and you can get the you know your normal drinks if you want but they have all these different specialty drinks i'm not a fan of ginger by any stretch of the imagination ginger drinks just don't do it for me oh we did a we did a flight and uh, the ginger drink you either gotta like ginger or you don't uh and then you can sit in these big plush couches like you're sitting on you know like a, a sleigh of santa or they have these giant giant ornaments that are carved out plastic seats, so you're sitting in ornaments. It was the coolest thing uh, down there. And so we went over to Pizzeria Du, uh, and where we always love to go, go downstairs, you're subterranean, so to speak, in one of those old brownstone buildings. You're downstairs at the bar, small bar, the ceiling's real low. And Hector, who is the uh, the bartender, been there 23 years, go in and see him all the time. You get the personal pizza, you get a meatball, you get some drinks, cocktails, whatever. He's really good at making margaritas. So we had a couple margaritas. Then we Ubered over to the Nutcracker. I mean, what a what a great weekend. And then to go into that absolutely abomin- absolute abomination of a stadium 
which gets worse every year. And to, to, to go into that craptastic place uh, and then watch the uh, Green Bay Packers not only get a win to be the all-time winningest team as of right now, but then to watch them eliminate the Chicago Bears, do the postgame show, and say, hey, what a great weekend. It was just a just a fun, festive, great weekend. The one thing I will say, and I've said this before, I'll say it again about Chicago, when you go down there, uh, plan on getting a contact buzz because everybody smokes pot down there. I mean, everybody. It is just, it's just, there's, it's the stench, the stench is everywhere. Ben, when you go to Chicago, do you not smell that everywhere? I have, I grew up in a, in a city where uh, that probably also takes place. So I think I've just grown <laughs> accustomed to it. Oh my goodness. It is everywhere, everywhere. So uh, anyway, we were in uh, the uh, the the eat, drinking the eggnog, uh, what they call the dirty eggnog, which has got some whiskeys in it, and sip it with whipped cream and everything on it. We're sipping the eggnog, getting the contact buzz from the group of girls. That's the other thing. Uh, I don't know what happened between the two, and I don't want to do the old back in my day because I don't want to sound like an old guy. Oh. But there was always something to be said for really hot girls, good jeans, heels dress shirts, sweaters, or dresses, it's like just throw the rules out the window. They had um, Michigan State had a group of sorority and fraternity uh, people in our hotel. And I don't know specifically what the event was for, but there was some colleges that were there. And anybody that was anywhere from the age of 19 to 25 was in our hotel. And... The, how do I put this cleanly? The girls might as well not wear anything. It, it was at the pop-up bar and everything. It just might as not wear, it's like dresses that don't even go down past your hips. The cool thing now is to wear the dress to where like it comes half over your ass and everything else shows and then your G-string is part of your outfit now. And it's all blinged out. That I, We're sitting there like, are you kidding me? You know, there's like no imagination anymore. It's just like, here it is. We're throwing it out there, talking a little bit. That's what it is. It was like, wow. So, uh, yeah, it was a little bit of an eye opener. And as I'm sitting there with Kristen and I at the bar with Mike Clemens and Mike's like, oh, give me a minute. <laughs> you know, it's just like, wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's a little bit of a different culture, so to speak. 877-867-1670. So what camp are you in? The camp of, hey, they got to win. They're the all-time winningest franchise. They eliminated the Chicago Bears. Hope is still alive. Rest up and let's see what happens. Or are you of the camp of, I hope they lose. I want to see Jordan Love. I want to hire a draft pick. Screw this. It's over. What side of that are you falling on right now? 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You never know when it's going to be your last one. Uh, you know, I got great fans here in Chicago, but it truly has been a second home for me. We've had a lot of big wins here over the years, a lot of great moments uh, with Cobby and with so many other guys over the years. So it's fun to come back here, get a win, and uh, let the fans know I'm still here. Must we take this disgrace? Another bear 
Cardinals fan throwing insults in our face. The Packers are the greatest team to ever play the game. Even if from time to time they've been a little lame. How could you ever love a team with Jim McMahon? Not even Porky Pig was as big a him. They got a reputation that's mostly based on luck. The Bears still suck. And they're eliminated. Welcome back to the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends at Bud Light. Yes, they do. Couldn't get it done. I thought, boy, it was going to be a long day yesterday when when Justin Fields took off for that 56-yard scamper. But uh, credit to the Packers. They didn't fold their tents, and they came back and, and, and got the job done. Good stuff there. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, please feel free to do so. By the way, coming up on Wednesday, heading down to Racine, we're going to be at Angry Brothers Pub and Grill coming up in Racine. Myself and Mike Clemens in person coming up on Wednesday night. All brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. So what side of the fence do you fall on? The fact that you've got a little bit of hope. Packers now have a bye week. Maybe Rogers' finger, thumb, all that kind of stuff, legs, ribs, whatever's railing them gets better. Guys come back, things begin to click. You roll a little bit, and then you get on a run. Maybe you make it into the postseason. Are you on that side of the fence, or do you just want to get it over with? Get through this. Get Rogers out of there. You want to see what Jordan Love has. You want to yes. move on. You want a higher draft choice. Whatever. We know what camp Ken Benny uh, Ben Kenny is in. Ken Benny, I like that. I've got I've completely got dyslexic. It's fantastic. We know what camp Ben Kenny is in. Correct, I, Ben. I will say today, as I led the show with, like it's a Monday after a win, so I don't. I, I'm not going to come out and say that today. Enjoy the win. Enjoy reveling in the Bears' failure. Enjoy the fact that Justin Fields can't lead two minute drives to win games. And enjoy the fact they're still alive. I'm all for that. I'm for that through the bye week. But maybe as we get later on in this week, I I will get back into the I want to see Jordan Love play camp. Okay. We'll see what happens. Let this week just permeate a little while. Just kind of let it fill you up. Do that. Nice. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to Joe listening to us in De Pere. Joe, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Very good, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I, I guess I was on the, I was on the idea. I want the Packers to lose because I want changes. But then, as they're beating the Bears, I can't stand the Bears. And I was like, well, at least let's win this game. Um, and that was where I kind of stood because I really think the Packers need changes to be more successful in the future. But beating the Bears is always sweet, right? And uh, that's something that I have to say was kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, nobody, I don't think any real Packers fan found themselves found themselves rooting against the Packers yesterday. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't think we were rooting against the Packers. Yeah, you're right. But I think we, what my fear is that a win or a couple wins then changes the narrative, and then maybe you're not looking at Matt LaFleur as strongly. You're not looking at making changes because if they went out, then do we go through the same things next year where you have the dysfunctional defense? the quarterback who seems like he controls the organization instead of the organization controlling the quarterback. Those are the things that I worry about. And if you lose, then changes have to be made. So that's where I'm kind of at. 
Okay. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to Ron listening to us in Rome, Rome, Wisconsin. Ron, how you doing, man? Good, Bill. Um, I just want you to know that I can. I am live streaming you, but on iHeart. Oh, okay. That's fine. Get you on your station, they can use that. Perfect. Excellent. Um, you know, I grew. I'm 66, and I grew up five miles from where Vince Lombardi grew up. And you know, his saying, "Winners never quit, and quitters never win." I hate this talk of tanking, even when we're eliminated. And we should try to win every game because that's how winning culture is. You don't, and, and mm-hmm. even if we get a better draft pick, we have a bad history of first round draft picks. What's the point? Mm-hmm. Right. No, I, I look, I, the, especially when you start to look at some of the draft choices in the higher ends, especially the third round, which has been completely disastrous, not just under Brian Gutekinds, but just over the last 20 something years, it's been disastrous. So, you know, draft choices are great if you hit, but if you don't hit, then all you're doing is setting your team back further and further and further. And usually, especially with high end draft choices, you wait for them to really mature and become players you keep forcing that round peg into the square hole for four years and before you finally give up on those guys usually so they, they right, just suck I, up roster spots and just suck up your your aggravation for a long time if they don't pan out but i do think uh people are delusional if they think this is going to be a repeat of 2010 and originally i would have said that because of the offense but i do think the offense could come around and be even super bowl capable but the defense shows no sign of being a Super Bowl defense. We, we play way too soft of a zone. We can't tackle. I mean, you're not going to advance in the playoffs, even if in a miracle, miraculously you, you get to the playoffs. Yeah. So I'm more, more disappointed with the defense. Yep. No, I, I would completely agree with you, man. Appreciate the phone call, Ron. And thanks for listening to us uh, on whatever app, the iHeart app as well, which uh, the iHeart app, um, I'm not quite sure which station, but we're on iHeart. And I know that the big 920 out of Milwaukee is an iHeart station. I think there's a couple more around. So yeah, good stuff. Good to have us there. Um, yeah, I... I don't know. I, I'm going to give you a perspective yesterday. If you didn't get a, a chance for whatever reason to listen to the postgame show yesterday, I'm going to give you some, some perspective when we come back. It's nothing deep, but it was just interesting to watch and observe yesterday from my perspective. I want to, I want to take you inside the press box yesterday. Were you able so, to uh, see the field? You, you didn't have large posts no, right I, in front I, of your viewing? I'll, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I did, but I didn't, and I can explain all of that. That is one hell of a tease right there, Ben. I can explain all of that when we come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Four Seasons Island Resort, Pembine, Wisconsin. Coming up, uh, not only do they have a terrific Christmas package, but they've also got a good New Year's package. Uh, they've got Todd Wangren coming up this weekend. Uh, they've also got Marvin and the Martian coming up this weekend, which is, those are the guys. I love those guys. They're so bad, they're good you got to go listen to them. Uh, but that's at the Four Seasons Island Resort, the Boundary Water Sports Bar and Grill. They've got the Al Capone birthday weekend coming up in January. They've got the Chocolate Festival on the Miscano Island coming up on January 28th. A lot of different stuff to get involved in. Check it out. All you got to do is check them out at TheFourSeasonsWisconsin.com. TheFourSeasonsWisconsin.com. And if you call them or email them or whatever, get a hold of our girl Barb, B-A-R-B. And tell them you heard it here, you get 15% off. It's that simple. The4SeasonsWisconsin.com. The4Seasons. Barb at The4SeasonsWisconsin.com. Or call 715-324-5800. 715-324-5800. The Four Seasons on the Resort, Pembine, Wisconsin. I'll tell you, I'll take you inside the press box when we come back. 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Friends of Pillow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, they're going to replace your leaky windows and those leaky doors. No money down, no payments, no interest, 12 months. That's a little bit more jingo in your pocket until next holiday season. Yes, at the end of 2023. Pella's Elves, as they say, uh, which are the good people that install this stuff year-round, they can do the installation in as, as early as one day. I mean, you can, you're not as early as, but all in one day. And um, the best part about it is, and I get asked this all the time. Well, you know, I don't want to do it in the wintertime because then I'll have my whole house open. No, they don't. They do one room at a time. They block it off. You don't lose all your heat. It's fantastic. And from luxurious wood windows to the fiberglass to the vinyl, they have got something for everybody. Pella is rated number one for highest value, highest quality, the most preferred by a lot of homeowners that are out there in Milwaukee, Green Bay. They have big uh, a big showroom out in Madison as well. So make this your New Year's resolution right now. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. No money down, no payments, no interest, 12 months. But you got to hurry because the offer is not going to be around very long. It, it ends, as a matter, matter of fact, the end of the year. And you can get your free consultation today. Right now, go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com, PellaWI.com, or call them 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI. You can see the showroom for all the details. There are some restrictions, as we all know, but for the most part, good stuff. Go to 855-PELLA-WI. Good stuff there. So... I want to take you inside yesterday because uh, and to answer Ben's question from the uh, previous segment um, about could I see out of the uh, craptastic windows that are inside the the uh, the spaceship uh, that is parked behind the cruise shop that, that's parked behind the Parthenon. Yes, I could. They gave us good seats, um, the which they don't normally do, but they gave us good seats. Uh, that were down in the front row, and it was spectacular. It was the first time ever that I was able to see the entire field. Here's the problem. They squeeze in so many seats that you can't move one seat without affecting, like, three others. There's two seats to the side of you. It's that tight. I mean, you're elbow to elbow. So I thought, you know, because I got to leave with about, eh, about 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter to get out of the stadium and up the road, I thought, you know, it's not fair of me to be making everybody else move for me when they're into the game. So I went to the back row, all right, where I get a portion of the field. But for the most part, I got to stand during the game. I stand with my binoculars and I stand during the game. And it's where we've been traditionally. But what happened was is when I went back there, there's three rows. There's the front row right against the windows. You can see everything. There's the middle row, which is okay, but not great. And then there's the back row, which you only see about a quarter of the field. <coughs> Excuse me. So when I went to the back row, there's no seat assignments. I'm like, oh, this is great. I got the entire row. I can kind of spread out. I can interact better during the game. I can stand the entire time with my binoculars and, you know, my glass of water and all that kind of stuff, and I'm kind of working it. And so what happened was, I didn't know this, but in front of me in this section, now there's like three or four sections of this press box. It's, it's really funky. But in my section... All of a sudden, I look, and here comes 
all the upper brass of the Packers. It's Mark Murphy, it's Brian Gutekinds, it's Rutz Ball. I mean, it's everybody. Everybody in the Brain Trust is right there. There's like seven or eight seats of the Brain Trust. Uh, you know, director of scouting and college scouting and pro scouting and all that stuff. They're all there. And so it was interesting because, you know, as the game gets ready to start, they always have the tradition of fist bumping each other. Okay, here we go. And there's excitement. You know, there's chit-chat. There's some, you know, a little bit of giggles, you know, talking about a few things. And you're, you don't want to listen. Because that is there. Most stadiums have separate boxes for owners. They don't usually put the owners and the presidents of com- uh, of the of the teams and stuff. They don't come up and sit with us. Usually, they're in their own boxes. Like at Lambeau Field, there is a whole entire box, a suite dedicated to just the owners and such of the opposing team. Okay, so when Jerry Jones and company come to town, he's got his own suite he can entertain in. Not at Soldier Field everybody's in the mix together. It's like they just forgot that there was a press box, and they said, oh, yeah, by the way, and then they cut out this piece of crap and said, here you go. So it was interesting because, you know, the Packers obviously on that first drive didn't do a whole lot. You know, they, they uh, you know, you got Chicago going down, and, uh, they, you know, Santos kicks the 40-yard field goal, right? So then, you know, they, they – well, actually what happened was – is they get the field goal, Packers get the ball back, they punt right away. Six plays, not much, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, the Bears get the ball, and on that fifth play of the drive, off they go. Justin Fields with a touchdown. All of a sudden, the Packers are down 10 to nothing. You don't tackle live at any point. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why they, they can't seem to grasp the point of tackling, but so they're down 10 to nothing real quick, and... You're like, whoa. And it went from being kind of chit-chatty and talking, and it was silence. And I'm not saying it was, it was kind of like, you know, I don't know if you've ever become like where you're like, you, you kind of shake your head and you're like, wow, I was kind of in a trance. It looked like that. They're just looking at the field like, what the hell? And they're just looking and staring Nobody's really moving, you know. I'm watching Mark Murphy. I'm trying to see if there's anything going on. And it's like nobody wanted to look at anybody else. Now, I could be reading way too much into this, of course, but it's like nobody wanted to really look at anybody and say anything. It was just silence. And then, you know, finally the Packers got the field goal. And, you know, but then they went for it and they turned it over on downs. And then just before the half, they scored. And that's when here come the fist bumps. They're back to fist bumping again. And and you kind of felt like, okay, if you could just get a score coming out of the second half instead of going three and out and three and out in your next two possessions in the third quarter, which really looked bad. And then finally things obviously turned around. But it was just interesting perspective that it was kind of jovial. You can tell that it's not a good season. They're not as, you know, not as much laughter and such and joking around. It's, you know, kind of tense and it's, and then when they were down early, it was just silence, just staring off into the abyss as if, what the hell, you know? There's no there's no pounding of the fist. There's no slamming of anything. There's none of this, oh, my God, what is he doing? There's there's none of that. There's no reaction. It's, it's, it's like it's very baseless. There's nothing there as they just watch this game. And I'm watching Goody, and he's making notes, and I don't know what he's writing, but he's making notes and such, you know, um, throughout the game. And a little bit of back and forth chit chat between him and him and Mark Murphy. But once they were down ten, there was 
it was radio silence, man. There was nothing. It was really interesting just to watch that, that, that from that perspective as they watched the game. Um, but, you know, for people that would expect them to be pounding fists and saying, oh, my God, and this sucks and LaFleur sucks and everything else that goes along with it, there was none of that. There was none of that. So it was, it was, it was rather interesting. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixty. Papa Smurphy, and you know what? Uh, I will say this: <laughs> Ted Thompson used to say when he walked into the press box at uh, at Soldier Field, and it was so it's so bad. It's it's the biggest piece of crap there is. But he used to say, "Well, if you don't want me to come, just tell me, rather than put us here." <laughs> That's how bad it is. It's tiny. It's cramped. It's it's for this $675 million renovation that they paid back when, and I, I compared it yesterday, the $275 million renovation payment that Bob Harlan raised and what they did at Lambeau Field versus what they did to that old stoic war memorial soldier field and put that ginormous piece of crap in there is just mind-boggling. Just mind-boggling. So I, I just thank God every day that we get a chance to go to work at Soldier Field. It's just such a... Such a Taj Mahal of places to go. Anyway, I've rambled on long enough. 877-867-1670. Let's do this. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. And, again, I want to go back to what is your thought. Packers get a win. They're not eliminated. They're uh, they're kind of hanging in there. They eliminated the, uh, the Chicago Bears yesterday. But I was still getting people over on Twitter and such that were saying, nope, nope, not at all. They want this team to lose. They want a higher draft choice. They want to see Jordan Love. They want to get ready to move on. They want to know what they have. They want to know trade value. They want all that. No, don't want them to win. If you're not going to win a Super Bowl, no. It's like take your ball and go home. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers beat the Bears here at Soldier Field 28-19 in the first quarter. Bears quarterback Justin Fields ran past Keyshawn Nixon on a 55-yard touchdown run to go up 10 to nothing. I just felt like I was moving slower than my top speed, but I don't know. I got to check the uh, GPS on that and see how fast I was moving, so we'll see. They said you were over 20 miles an hour. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I like to hit like 21. 21.5, something like that, so i got to do some extra sprints or something. Green Bay trailed most of the game. Jair Alexander, the highest-paid defensive back in the NFL, gave up two deep passes, including one to former Packer Equinemia St. Brown. That one led to a Bears touchdown. Jair says he got yelled at by his teammates at halftime. They came here in the locker room, they yelled at me. You know, they said, it was your fault. You got gave up that, that long pass. I was like, all right, cool. And everybody, everybody got on me, you know. Did you yell back at him? No, no, I took it, you know, you know. You know, as a man, you got honor to what you're doing, you know. Then in the fourth quarter, Alexander picked off a Justin Fields pass. Rasul Douglas forced a fumble. And Keyshawn Nixon got an interception to secure the win. Matt LaFleur on winning the turnover battle. Our guys kept battling. They stuck together. It was great to see contributions in all three phases. I think anytime you're you're plus three, you're going to have a, a great opportunity at winning the game. And, you know, it was a great fourth quarter. So the Packers improved to five and eight and head into the bye, having never lost to the Bears since Matt LaFleur took over Aaron Rodgers another fourth quarter comeback I told the guys in the locker room you know we, we played good enough to beat anybody in the league and at times played poor enough to lose just about anybody yeah this was a different Bears team you know they got a talented quarterback who's got a chance to be around for a long time so it's competitive game but definitely didn't want to be walking in here losing to the Bears it's been, it's been uh, nice eight straight for us 
That's Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. In Chicago, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Good stuff. This weekend uh, is a big weekend. Uh, no Packers football. So you just sit back, you relax, watch some college hoops. And uh, then after that, you watch some uh, NFL football coming up. Got uh, our house party coming up on uh, Saturday. And uh, just kind of looking forward to it. Imbibing a little wine, some Forgotten Fire winery stuff going on this weekend. Uh, our friends up in Peshtigo, if you uh, want some good wine, want to check it out, go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. Or or just stop up into Peshtigo and uh, go in for the uh, the tasting. It's good stuff. Tell them we sent you. Tell them we sent you. Really. And, or if you're going to be out and want to buy it, which if you want to buy local, all you got to do is uh, stop in any local grocery store, liquor store, wine store, whatever it happens to be, and ask for it by name. ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, what camp do you fall in? The camp of, hey, let's get it over with. Let's uh, see what Jordan Love has. Let's move on. Or are you glad they won yesterday? Are you excited they won? Are you excited they still have mathematical hope for the postseason? At this point, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Sean says, hey, Bill, I think yesterday's tie between Washington and the Giants benefits the Packers since uh, the most wins the Packers can reach is nine. You don't want the commanders of the Giants to reach nine wins since they both own tiebreakers over the Packers. Uh, they both remain stuck on seven wins after yesterday's tie. Seattle's last second win over the Rams probably was more damaging, which I would agree with. Uh, since they improved to seven and five, now you, you, I agree with you. But if you look at it this way, uh, <coughs> excuse me, right now uh, when it comes to the playoff picture um, for the NFC, and again, I don't want to get too bogged down in this. Right now, your first four teams: uh, Tampa Bay, which is unbelievable, but they're leading their division at five and six. The San Francisco Forty Nine ers leading it at eight and four, and then you've got Minnesota ten and two, and then the Philadelphia Eagles only one loss on the season, eleven and one which leaves Dallas, New York, and Seattle right now as the, and I agree with you, the the more damaging win was I thought Seattle was going down, and they came back and won that damn game yesterday. So they're a couple of games better than the Green Bay Packers. But the Giants tying, keep the Giants right behind the Dallas Cowboys at 7-4. and four. And again, they have the tie, so that means that they're 7-4-1 and one, rather than 7-5, and five, which will be tied with Seattle, and then you have that three-way tiebreaker between them, Washington, and Seattle to go. Meanwhile, because the Commanders didn't get a win and didn't take a loss, they're uh, a little bit better, obviously a couple of wins better than Detroit, but the Packers are right there behind Atlanta. Uh, but like I said, I, I agree with you that uh, that win yesterday. I really thought Seattle was going down. I really do. So now you start to look at it as, okay, Detroit, you're going to play head-to-head. You can beat them. Atlanta, you would expect them to at some point to falter, okay? So the three teams that are ahead of you right now, and you know the Packers have to win out, say the Giants. When you look at the remainder of the Giants' schedule, they have the Eagles, the Eagles on Sunday. Then they play the Commanders again, and then the Vikings, the Colts, and then the Eagles again. That team is going to go away. I firmly believe that. I, I, I think they're a paper champion at best. So I think they're going to go by the wayside. Washington, another catchable team, they have a bye. Then they have the Giants, the 49ers, the Browns, 
although Deshaun Watson's back. And then the Cowboys. I think they could go by the wayside. They could get beat by the Giants. They could get beat by the 49ers. And they could get beat by the Cowboys for sure, which would give them three more losses. Okay? Then you uh, the other team you have to look at, and that would be Seattle. And right now where Seattle stands, and, and Seattle's a pretty good football team. They've surprised a lot of people. They should beat the Panthers next week. They, they play the Panthers in Seattle. Then they got the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Jets, and then they close it out with the Rams. If the Packers continue to win, this might be one of those things where on the last day of the season, we could be uh, hoping for a whole scenario of things to happen if indeed the Packers keep winning. So, anyway, there you have it. One hour down, we got three yet to go. Want to open up the phone lines, and Ben Kenny wanted to whoop Santa's ass. And that's not because he's from Philadelphia. We'll talk about that too. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Don't forget about the opening drive contest. Go to Quick Trip, type in your quick rewards number, and you're good to go. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.